Welcome to the Metal Maven Podcast, where we explore and discover the process and passions of artists in the metal music and art community. We have reached the third episode of Metal Maven Podcast, and my guest today is operatic theatrical meddler Linda Smouse, and we're going to dive deep into the mystical world of her first studio album, A Deer in White. Thanks so much for joining me today, Linda. How are you? I am great. It is wonderful to be here. Well, you must be very excited now that you've released your first music video and your album comes out May 17th. It's almost here. It's uh, It's been a, a long time coming and i um, very excited about it. Um, looking forward to seeing the music actually all the way out there and everybody to be able to actually, you know, hear the songs in entirety. Um, yeah, and get the feedback and see what everybody thinks. I'm so happy for you, Linda, because I know it takes a lot of work to reach this point. And I'd like to, for a moment, talk about you a bit more. Who is Linda Smouse? What is your musical background? And how did you reach the point where you can now share your unique visions with the world? Wow. <laughs> Lots of, I know that was a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a loaded <laughs> question right that's there. Um, yeah, who am I? Well, you know, I've, I've been singing for quite some time, but I never actually decided to make a full-on presentation to, to put out there. And um, uh, But you go through a lot of things in life, and, and then it's like, you know, you see things, and it's like, um, I have this within me, and I want to put it out there and, uh, you know, get it to people and... Um, you know, enrich their life in any way that I can. And hopefully that it'll touch them. And, you know, as a friend of mine quotes, he says, if you can reach people and do something positive, it's a beautiful thing. That's, so that's, that is a beautiful thing indeed. Did you ever encounter outside resistance to how you wanted to express yourself or make music, you know, getting to this point? Did you oh, have any challenges along the way for that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're a singer, if you want to stay true to yourself and to what you know is within you. Um, there's always going to be people that, you know, like what you are or what you do, but then they want to take it and they want to um, craft it and mold it and shape it the way that they want for what their purposes are and their agendas are. And, um, you know, it's like you have to stay true to yourself and that's part of uh what this album is really all about. And um, when I uh, went through experiences that I went through, yeah, I, I had some very difficult experiences with people um, wanting to, you know, not uh, allow me to do what I do. And, uh, you know, they'll, you know, like kind of like loving me in the beginning. And then once you're, you know, you're in the pictures like, oh yeah, let's change you now. And I'm like, well, you know, that, that's just probably not going to happen. And um, so yeah, I went through some experiences like that, and, uh, you know, sometimes it gets you really to a place where you're like, wow, can you ever make it? Can you ever do it? And that's another part of this album, because it's like everything that's malignant out there is always trying to steal everything from you, but then there's this uh, overpowering, you know, like benevolent type thing that's always like, no, don't give up. You can always do it, and they're you know, everything else that says you can't is just, you know, a lie. So I keep pressing forward. And, and uh, one day I came across uh, 
um, Dark Passion play um, from Nightwish. And uh, I literally sat and listened to that song, the songs on the album, mostly Poet and the Pendulum and uh, Meadows of Heaven. And I just, I sat and listened for like, I don't know, 12 hours straight. And every time I listened, I was like, I heard something new. And, and I was like, this is, this is the kind of music I want to do where you can, you know, everything is expressed, you know, soft tones, loud tones, uh, growls, whatever you needed to put to get the story across. It's, it's made like a, a picture, you know, like a movie uh, for the imagination. And I think that that's wonderful because every person is a unique individual with their own ability to uh, imagine and create. And so to trigger all that within a person's soul and allow them to just create art within their own mind is a, a wonderful thing. And, and um, to come across that music and, and to know like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. And then to have the opportunity to do it. Um, wow. You know, what a gift and what a, an opportunity. And I've been, extremely blessed with the ability to uh, be able to pull this off. <laughs> well, it seems like Nightwish has had a huge impact on you, but I was also wondering whether any other, like perhaps non-musical sources or books or art that fueled your creativity as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. I am a huge, huge fan of like uh, the Lord of the Rings and um, the so. Hobbits <laughs> and uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the elves, like, you know, I mean, I look at the elves, like, you know, these are like, they got it going on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you want to stay on their good side. They're like perfect. They're beautiful, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they, they'll be so wonderful to you, but you just never want to get on the bad side. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I, I look at that, uh, as a good thing to endeavor to be, uh, you know, like that. And um, if I could live with elves in Loch Lorien or uh, Rivendell, I would be uh, just, yeah, I'll go live there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and a lot of my characters in the music are based on the elves. Um, you know, I've got a, a lot of multi-layer characters uh, throughout all of the um, A Deer in White album. Um, yeah. So. Are there any of those characters you can speak about today? Or are you keeping that on the down low? Oh, I mean. <laughs> well, I know on your website, there's the demon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then from the samples, I've heard the name Michael. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to match it up with the music video. So I'm not sure if Michael is the kind of your right hand man who's with you traveling with you um not exactly okay and, um yeah that's one of those things that like you know I don't want to like uh you don't want to reveal that yet. yeah I don't want to ruin the experience it's like mm -hmm. it's like when you play a video game and and you're looking for all the okay where is this thing where's that thing you know and part of the fun of it is to discover it and search for it and like figure it out so I don't want to <laughs> ruin it for the, the listening audience so what I find interesting is like, you know, you're inspired by Nightwish and all of these, you know, kind of magical stories and then mixed in with your own experience as a singer and, you know, meeting that like potential 
or actually actual resistance to how you wanted to express yourself, it feels like all of these elements together transformed you into the Gothic prophet. So my next question would be, what is a Gothic prophet, you know, a noun? Like if you had a mythical bestiary description, what would that be? Wow, <laughs> that's the, probably the, the most difficult question that I have to answer. Within myself, I know exactly what and who um, a Gothic prophet is, um, but it's such a multi-layered uh, answer because um, an individual can be a Gothic prophet, but the message itself is a Gothic prophet. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's taking all that benevolent voice that's in the world um, and hearing it and then doing something with it, being led with it either in song or in artwork or in whatever gifting an individual would have and shining something truthful and positive into such a darkness that it overpowers it and causes, you know, betterness and change and, uh, a, you know, something more positive. And um, there's specifics within the Adir in White and the whole brand of Gothic Prophet, but it's almost like you have to uh, experience and build, start to build a relationship um, with the brand in order to understand it, you know, because just like if you were in a relationship with a, a, a person, um, there's no way you're going to really know that person um, until you just spend time with them and get to experience them. And then you start to go, oh, I get it. I see what it's like. Yeah. And then um, then you start, it starts to get clearer. And uh, I think that's the best I can answer that question at this time till the album is out there and everybody can hear it. Gotcha. So I'm, I would think it's like, an adventure in the theater of your mind, kind of. Most definitely. Most, Most definitely. definitely. What led you to the creation of this album? So in your timeline, did it begin further back as just a small thought in your mind, an unseemingly situation that came up that kind of procked this idea that one day like came together as a larger body of work? How did that, how did that begin for you, that creative process? Because sometimes people say, you know, I remembered something from when I was younger and I held on to that, you know, right. held on to that moment. And then I didn't actually think about it again until I was older and had this other idea. Just things begin to to link up and then something beautiful is made from that. So I was just wondering how you got to this point. Um, you know, it's combination of many uh, events and just a refusal to let go of what I know um, within myself. And, um, you know, there's a, an inward uh, presence of spirit that um, if you just stay true to it, um, you, you can do anything you set out to do. You're going to battle and it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> um, but it, it's always going to tell you that you can do what you're trying to do. But there's always going to be the that other voice that's telling you you can't, you can't. I, 
I cannot tell you how many times throughout this whole process and uh, throughout, you know, experiences in my life where people in, in situations uh, would say, you can't do this, you can't do this, and your own thoughts will tell you, you can't do this, and, um, and yet, if you can shut all of that out with the voice that says, oh, yes, you can, <laughs> then you find out, you know, that you can do it, and I look at this whole experience as, um, you know, I've done it. So, you know, all of those voices that said you can't do it, well, you know, <laughs> something's amiss because I've done it <laughs> and I'm still doing it. And, um, you know, we're, we're still adventuring here. We're, you know, every day is still things to do. And I've got uh, things that I learn every day in the process of getting this out and um, discovering the, the audience that is um, interested in, in the album. I, I mean, I've been like... Uh, trying to learn as much as I can about the individuals that I'm coming in contact with and, you know, get an idea of what they're, they're looking for and how I can um, do what's good for the, for their interest and make the experience uh, of a Gothic prophet in their life be something uh, wonderful for them. So yeah, it's always, <laughs> wow, it's a lot. <laughs> it is indeed. I mean, it's this huge message of positivity. It's quite an endeavor to have an album that is meant to be like almost a spiritual experience and to uplift someone potentially out of a really negative mindset. How did you balance and maintain ambiguity to get this kind of end result for your music, for your album? Wow. Yeah, that has been a challenge. Um, I guess, and that's why I've, I've been so um, quiet about myself and talking about me um, because it's really more about the brand and the spirit of the whole brand. And by focusing on that positive message, on the, that spirit of the brand, um, that's what's most important. Um, it's not about any individual uh, or, you know, it, it's not about me as a singer. It's not, it's, it's about the message and um, people being able to go and listen to the music and to the message and the whole feel of it. Um, kind of like when you go to a movie, you know, you go into the movie and, you know, you know, you're safe within that movie. You're sitting in the theater, but you get drawn into the movie and it's like, you feel like you're in the movie and then you come out and then if it was an action movie, then yeah, you're charged. And, but if it was a drama, maybe you're in tears, you know, it, it, it moves people um, and that's what I'm trying to do. So I, I focus more on that to keep the ambiguity um, as opposed to like focusing on any individual um, that's been involved. And uh, yeah, that's the best way I know how to answer that one. Well, it seems like your live performances of this are going to be amazing from what oh. this sounds like. I'm, I know you <laughs> haven't announced any tours yet, but I'm like, I'm ex extremely excited for when you when you do start to tour, because I know you're based in the U.S., so yes. I I should be able to make one of those shows, which oh, I would yeah. be <laughs> honored to go to, um, especially since the music has this theatrical feel to it, like the performance and the lighting and just the sound and hearing it with you and seeing you sing, I feel is going to be a great experience for people to actually be there and, and witness spirit instead of you know if they're if they're just listening that's you know it's a bit that's a very personal experience but once you start 
getting into the arena of sharing your music in the community, like with them physically, that's a whole nother magic that happens. So I really look forward to when you reach that point because I will definitely be there. Uh, well, I, I would love for you to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I look forward to that. I, I um, it, it, being in a live presentation is probably my happiest place, and and I think that the energy that comes uh, with that, um, because you have everyone coming together, um, and you know your audience, their energy and their adrenaline and what they they feel from the music uh you know affects the whole atmosphere and um you know it, it is it's a wonderful encounter when you're you're sharing what you have with people and they're sharing what they have with you and um yeah I look forward to that greatly myself and uh I'm you know already working on more music and uh, this album was done in the studio um and I'm still trying to um just decide if I want to do the next one as a studio I think what I'd really like to do is start to incorporate actual band members um, so that you know I can write with them and and start to um, build that part of the uh, of the brand um, but initially I did it with the studio because you know that's that was the, the best way to accomplish what I was trying to do since nobody had any idea of the brand except for myself. But I, after the album's released and people are able to hear it, the, they'll get a much uh, better understanding of what the brand is about. And so then I can incorporate other individuals. And I, I hope to actually do that. And um, I think when you listen to the album, you'll see that there are so many layers of singers and uh, so many, you know, characters, and sometimes you've got multiple characters singing the same words, uh, but yet, you know, they're they're not meaning the same thing. One saying it from a a negative perspective, one saying it from a positive, um, and so that creates a, a field where I can have, you know, four or five singers, um, and I would love to, you know, incorporate having a much bigger production. I have lots of big ideas, but one step at a time. <laughs> exactly. Little bites, right? But I feel yep. like when I picture, especially since you don't have band members at this moment, it almost has like a, a Sarah Brightman feel to it with how she comes out just, you know, a goddess and she just has yeah. beautiful lighting and it's, I don't know. I'm excited to see what you do next. I know oh, a little bit you. at a time. I can imagine though, right? <laughs> uh, I, I imagine all the time. That's how it's, you know, it's partly how you get it accomplished. And, and Sarah's uh, presentations are amazing. Oh, Absolutely amazing. Last question, Linda. Okay. What, what musical spirit do you want to imbue in your listeners? I think to sum that up in, in a clear form is the musical spirit I endeavor to breathe into my listeners is one of I'm still on your side, an unstoppable, prophesying, benevolent truth, unconditional love. I love it. I needed to have this talk with you tonight. It was the perfect night for it. It's awesome. Just, it was just, you know, a good, a good positive chat with you. And I'm Wonderful. so happy that you're able to join me tonight and take time out of your day. Uh, thank you for having me. For more information on the enchanted world of Gothic Prophet and to pre-order A Deer in White out May 17th, visit gothicprophet.com.
and visit middlemavenpodcast.com for links to Gothic Prophet's social profiles, videos, and read the full transcript of this interview. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to subscribe to Metal Maven Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play.